Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey, everyone. This is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. It's great to be here with you. December is usually a busy month for most people, but this year I only have a minimal number of things on my schedule. And honestly, I have to say that I really do like it this way. Let me ask you, if you're looking at your upcoming week's schedule, let's say it's a Sunday night and you see all kinds of appointments and things scheduled for the upcoming week, things in the morning, things in the afternoon, things in the evening, aren't you sort of looking forward to the end of that week when all of these appointments are behind you? I know I am, for whatever the reason is, even if these appointments are with people I really enjoy spending time with, there's something about having to be in a certain place at a certain time and having that happen multiple times during any given week. I don't know, maybe I'm just, because I've been working for myself so long, more or less in control of my schedule, I'd say 90% of the time, you know, things happen and you have to change your schedule. It's not, everything's not revolving around you, of course, but... There is a freedom that you enjoy when you're not working for someone else. I've been doing it for so long. Maybe it's just something that I've been spoiled by. I don't know. But let me just say this. Most of my appointments are enjoyable. It's thinking about having to be there. It's thinking about having to be on time that isn't or not wanting to be late. I meet a friend of mine for breakfast About once a month, we get together, sometimes more than that, sometimes a little less, depending on what's happening in our lives. And I really have a good time at the breakfast. I really look forward to it. We talk about life, family, what's going on. And he owns his own business, and he has to be there earlier than I do. So I have to get up extra early to make it to our breakfast meetings. And the night before, I usually tell myself, You know, you have to get up early tomorrow, you need to get some sleep, and then what happens is I toss and turn most of the night. And the funny thing is, he said the same thing to me. He says, every time I'm trying to go to bed knowing that we're meeting early in the morning for breakfast, I don't really sleep that well the night before. And I mean, neither of us minds. I mean, it's not like we're doing it every single day, but it's funny how some of these things work. With some things in life, thinking about doing something is more stressful than actually doing it. And that brings us to the new upcoming year. What are you thinking about doing differently? What projects do you think you'll be investing your time in? What needs to be maybe completed that's partially done? That's a big one for me. I have two or three things that I really want to get done before the end of the year. What needs to be started? And what things do you think you're going to change for the better? What needs to be changed for the better? Now, today's episode is brought to you by the Digital Strategist Newsletter, which is available right now at jimsnewsletter.com. I started this newsletter back in January of uh, this year with the idea of doing a once a month type of newsletter for the next 12 months. This is issue 12 that will be coming up and then deciding whether I want to carry it on for another year or not. I think I will. I think it's gone really well. I've enjoyed sending it out to subscribers. Now I have two lists myself. One is with general subscribers. Well, actually I have several lists. One is for people that purchased things in the past and then there's a general list. But for the most part, I have a high percentage of people that get this newsletter. And if you haven't read it yet or you haven't signed up for it yet, go ahead and check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. 
So the back issues are also available there, all 11 of them, if you want to check those out too. And today's episode is also brought to you by OneToManySystem.com. And this presentation that you'll find there is a combination of business plan and marketing strategy that allows you to scale your business without needing a team of people or full-time employees to manage all of the moving parts. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't hire someone for special projects every now and then. But in other words, it's a lot different having to have people there because you have no choice or deciding to sub something out to someone else, either because you don't feel like doing it yourself, you don't have the time, or whatever. A lot of the projects that we do today in the online world are temporary projects. They have a beginning, a middle, and end. It's not something that we have to attend to every single day. Many, many things can be automated now, and that's what makes this type of business strategy so effective and so appealing. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go ahead and do so. It's at onetomanysystem.com, and I can almost guarantee you that this will change the way you think about the future of your business. Go ahead and check that out at onetomanysystem.com. All right, now going into the new year, there are a few things that I'm personally going to change or to refocus on. Because sometimes it's just a fact. Bad habits can rise up twice as fast as good habits can. Now remember back in the days when I wasn't using any type of real reminder system, I would write things down sporadically. Sometimes I would forget to write them down. And then I had this one instance, which I know I've shared on this podcast at least a few times. I'll share it again quickly for those of you who haven't heard the story. I went out and decided to get some lunch. I was going to take a ride into another town. I was probably several miles away from home when I got a phone call and it was a client of mine asking where I was. So I told her, well, you know, I just had a nice lunch and I'm getting ready to go to another town. She said, we had a meeting that was supposed to start five minutes ago. Oh, talk about a sinking feeling. This is a long time ago, probably 10 years ago. And that was the time where I decided that and it was okay I changed my plans on the fly, and I apologized, and I arrived at the meeting probably about 10, 15 minutes late, and it was okay, and she was saying, why don't you just put everything in Google Calendar and just be done with it, or or Outlook Calendar, one of those, and I admitted that I needed to do so, and I was so embarrassed that at that moment, I really took the calendar system very seriously. I set up the notifications, email, text to the phone, all of that stuff. And I was really good with it for a long time. But then what happens, it's just like anything else. It's like dieting. If you ever wanted to lose weight or you want to get in shape and you and you discipline yourself and you change your lifestyle for a period of time and then you get to where you want to be, but then what happens? You know, the months go by and you start to maybe loosen up the loosen up things a little bit, you know, as far as the diet goes, you cheat a little here, a little there. With the exercise, you miss a few days. And then it happens very gradually. You find yourself back to the first place that you start. I think it's just human nature. I know some people are more disciplined than others, but even if you look at some of the highest paid athletes and bodybuilders and people like that, you look at a lot of them years later and they don't keep up with those routines. I know a lot of them don't because they're injured, but I mean, all things being equal, a lot of times people just, they don't want to keep up that, the motivation to stay with that disciplined lifestyle just isn't there anymore. Now, if you and I were like an actor or we're going to be in a movie or something like that, and we're getting paid millions of dollars to get in shape so that we can play a certain part, well, then there's a lot of motivation there. 
But I can see why some of these people, actors, actresses, athletes, let themselves go after a while because sometimes you just want to enjoy life and not work as hard. But getting back to this, so I started with my calendar system, with the reminders, with all of that. And then I also did a little notebook system. Now, the notebook works great, especially a small one. I don't want to be carrying around this big thing. But the notebook is a little ring binder that I keep next to my keyboard. It's probably only, let's see, about three inches wide and about five inches tall, something like that. I'm just, it's just a guesstimate looking at it here. But the little pieces of paper are big enough that I can jot down ideas or phone numbers or reminders to do something. And then what I'll do is I'll go back later on and I'll add that to whatever calendar system that I happen to be using. I've gone back and forth between Office, because I pay for the subscription anyway, and the Google Calendar, which I like because I'm in Gmail all the time anyway. You know, everything's just connected there, that whole suite. So you know, I say all that because even though I've had that system in place, just like the person that got into like the greatest shape in their life and then you know three or four years later they're kind of back to where they started, putting on the weight, getting out of shape, whatever. That's what I did with as far as how my focus has been. Now lately, this year I've had a fantastic year. Thank God for that. I'm really thankful and grateful for it uh, business-wise. And there have been periods of time where I've really worked hard this year. And you know what it's like when you know, you're, you're accountable to your clients, your customers, the people that are relying on you. And so the incentive, of course, is there. And I noticed what happened, though, is when you get back to some of the other things, your own projects, which have to do with your future and things you want to change in your business, sometimes those things take the back seat. And I kind of let off, took my foot off the accelerator a little bit to relax a little. And I noticed what I started doing was I started, I stopped adding everything to the calendar. And I added most things, about 90% of the things. And then I stopped writing the things down in this little notebook for the times that I didn't feel like opening up on the app or whatever and recording that thing that needed to be, that I needed the reminder for, you know, scheduling things or whatever it happens to be. And so I just figured I'll just tuck that in the back of my mind and I'll remember it tomorrow. Well, sometimes when I got up the next morning, I wouldn't remember it. Matter of fact, I wouldn't remember it until noon. And so very slowly I found myself sliding back into this place where I was beginning to forget things. And not so much things that had to do with my clients, but things that had to do with projects that benefited my business directly, but I didn't have that oversight there. In other words, I had to become my own oversight. I had to be uh, hold myself accountable, be accountable to myself. And that's one of the things that will help. If you begin to write things down, if you don't want to go through the trouble of opening an app at this minute, just to write it down and maybe at the end of the day you add everything to your calendar system or whatever that you're going to be using. Whatever it is that will remind you. For me, I get reminders in the inbox and I get them to my phone sometimes, whichever. Sometimes I get both. And But the times I'm too lazy to open up that app and set all that stuff up, all that little bit of automation stuff up, then I'll just write it down in this notebook. But I found that especially at this point in time right now, that's, it's important to me to get back to this again because this is something that I kind of let slide over the last few months. 
And so uh, it wouldn't matter if we were talking about doing this in December, closing out the year, or if this happened to be June, halfway through the year, and I noticed it happening. It's just it's, e- it's easier at this time of the year to slow down just a little bit. Think about what you've done in the previous 12 months. Think about what you haven't done, and then make a plan going forward. Now, this is the, you know, this brings us to the point where people talk about New Year's resolutions that almost never work. But what if you change your overall approach to change itself? For example, change is very difficult for most people because they have momentum, but it's going in the wrong direction. It's just like stopping a car in a dime, turning it around and heading in a different direction. It doesn't happen that way. Now, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about changes that we need to make in business or in any other area of our lives. We're creatures of habit. And habits are the kind of things that you don't have to put a whole lot of thought and energy into. You just go ahead and do them almost on a subconscious level sometimes. And it's not until we realize that, hey, I'm stuck in this situation and something needs to change that we really think about what it is that we're doing on more of a micro level. And then we recognize certain things that we do that are holding us back, but changing those things Although it would seem obvious that these things are not working in our favor and we should have plenty of motivation to get these things out of the way, actually thinking about it and doing it are two different things. So what I've been thinking about after I've gone back and forth with this kind of topic over the years more times than I can count, and I've noticed that sometimes I have more motivation than others to change. For whatever reason, sometimes I just don't have that desire to follow through. And I know that I'm not alone. I know a lot of people are the same way with it. Somebody steps on the scale in the morning, they see how much they weigh, they know they have to change their eating habits. They know it's going to affect them down the road health wise. But instead of getting started immediately, they put it off. And then they forget about it until they step back on the scale again, several weeks or several months down the road. You know what I'm talking about. I don't have to go into great detail on this. And we can apply this again to any area of life that you're not making progress in, any area of life you're losing ground in. We can apply it to our accomplishments in the business world. Things need to change. But if change were easy, as one person said, everyone would be doing it because everyone can look at something in their lives and think, you know what, I could be doing a whole lot better in this area than I'm currently doing. But My thinking is that most people would probably be better off, and I've experimented with this myself, by setting smaller, reachable goals for themselves instead of the kind that require discipline or a lot of discipline or even more discipline. Because I don't care how positive of a person you are, when you experience setback after setback after setback when you're trying to accomplish something, It gets demoralizing after a while. And there are people out there, for example, in the business world, in the entrepreneurial world, who've been trying to grow a business for years, who've been trying to get out of their nine to five for years. And I would say there's more people in that area than in the area that, you know, they've already gotten out of their nine to five. They're growing a business. They're successful. I would say that the people who are successful are in the minority, not the majority, you know, don't feel bad like you're one of these people that is in this outlying minority who reads the books, 
who takes the courses and you're still basically more or less stuck in the same place you've always been stuck in. You are not in a minority of individuals. I think you're in a majority of individuals because there are certain key things in your individual situations that need to change and you haven't figured out how to make that happen yet. And you've tried and you've tried, you've tried discipline, you've tried programs, you've tried all these things, you've tried accountability partners, you've tried writing it down, and none of those things have worked. So what I'm suggesting for you here is something that I've been experimenting with myself. Because for as many good accomplishments that I've experienced in my own life, there are certain areas where I've made very little progress over the years. And I thought, you know, I want to I want to experience more of this in life, but for some reason, I never seem to be able to schedule it in or I never seem to be able to get going with it. You know, I don't want to do business 24-7. I don't always want to be focusing on the online world, digital business and marketing. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I've been doing it for over 20 years, but there's other things in life outside of business that make life more enjoyable. There's certain hobbies. Uh, Lori's been painting her entire life. Do you know how many times, and she's had, a, she's had an art gallery, she has a studio here in the house. Do you know how many times that I've wanted to learn how to paint? And, and I have an artist here under the roof with me 24-7. Well, she happens to be off doing her consulting work, but you know, all, all things being equal, and I just can't get it done. For whatever reason, we have all the materials, you know, I can have my own canvas stretched and everything. I can have a brush in my hand and she could be teaching me probably within hours of me finishing the recording of this podcast. And some reason I think, well, you know, I one of these days I want to do this. And I don't know if you've ever seen some of these shows on TV where people learn how to paint and they're talking about how relaxing it is. Maybe they're painting a landscape with a mountain or an ocean. And and these are people that have never painted before in their lives. There's different courses out there that teach you how to do things for the very first time, you know, how to make a tree look kind of lifelike and 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 just how to do it. And and all of these people were talking about how it relieved their stress and how much enjoyment that it brought into their lives when they took up painting. And we can apply that to anything, maybe learning an instrument or taking up a hobby or going to do something. But for some reason, this is one area in my own life where I think about it and think about it, but never really do it. There are times I really want to do it, but it's at the wrong time of the day, like when I'm getting ready to go to sleep at night or when I'm in the middle of or between projects or something like that. I just, for whatever reason, suddenly what should be an enjoyable type of pursuit looks like a mountain. And I guess I think to myself, well, I do now that I'm mentioning it. Oh, I have to get all these materials together and I have to get all the paints together. And so what? I mean, we could apply that to everything in life. Sure, there's some work involved, but getting back to what I was saying here, what I'm suggesting is different approaches or taking a different approach all together and adopting a different way of looking at your situation, meaning that what you do is you create something called a micro goal. A micro goal is something that is easy for you to accomplish. It's a quick win. Now, the idea of a micro goal has more to do with the psychological aspect of where you are and how you think than anything else. For example, 
Maybe somebody is trying to lose some weight, but instead of setting a goal to lose 10 pounds, maybe they just set a goal to lose two or three pounds. Now in the past, and I've tried this with weight loss myself, most of my life I had a very fast metabolism and I never gained weight so I could eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. But as time has gone on, you know, my metabolism has slowed down. I put on some extra weight. And I went through this process of thinking, okay, I'm going to set a small goal. And, but in the back of my mind, I didn't want to lose two or three pounds. I wanted to lose 10 pounds. And so even though I set that short-term goal of losing two or three pounds, I really wasn't focusing on that. I was focusing on the 10 pounds. And so if you lose two or three pounds, and then you lose two or three more pounds, but then for whatever reason, you can't get that final three or four pounds off in your goal of losing 10 pounds, after a while, it kind of gets demoralizing. And so I talked to people who went through this process of losing weight, who did it successfully, and I asked them, what type of thinking, how did you approach it? How did you... And and what most of them told me that were successful is they didn't put a time limit on them getting from point A to point B. Most of them just, the the best story I heard was the person just decided to eat less. They were going to eat all the things they liked. They were just going to eat less of them. And when they wanted another serving, they just decided they would just leave it in the plate instead of putting it into their plate. They would leave it in the bowl instead of putting it into their plate. And they did this for three years, and they lost all the weight they wanted to lose, probably about 50 pounds without uh, any special diet, without exercise, without any of that, just by eating less. And so maybe that's not the best way to do it, but at the end of the day, if you get to your destination, does it matter if you walk there, took a car there, rode a bike there? When all is said and done, when the future comes and it's the future that you want it, how you got there probably isn't going to be really that important. And the fact that maybe it took you a year longer than it takes most people, that's really not going to matter either. All of those things matter when you're in the middle of the journey, and that's where the breakdown occurs. And so mentally, having a win is really important because even though we can break down any journey in life to putting one step one foot in front of the other, one step and then another, even though we can look at everything really simplistic that way. And it's true. If you keep doing certain things and you keep doing them, you're going to get the result. There's no way you can't. The problem is, is that if you don't get the result fast enough or you don't see progress fast enough, what happens is you want to quit. Not only do you want to quit, but you do quit. And so if we apply this to business, I think some people, what they need to do is they need to consider creating micro goals for themselves. Now, the micro goal is something that you celebrate. For example, we might say that a micro goal is really something that would belong more on a to-do list, that it's really not even a goal because it's something that you can accomplish. For example, a micro goal to somebody might just be getting up and doing the dishes that are piling up in the sink and counting that as a win. Maybe the whole house looks like a mess. And the person just can't get the energy to clean their house because they're envisioning all of the work that needs to be done. All the dusting, all the vacuuming, all the moving of things, all the cleaning of glass. You, you know what it's like. And so nothing gets done. But by celebrating that little micro win, I'm just going to do the dishes. I'm just going to get up and I'm going to do the dishes. 
without forcing themselves to, once they finish the dishes, then you have to go and get the vacuum out or you have to go and get the Windex out. See, that's the thing that basically breaks down the journey. We can apply this to marketing. Somebody may say, well, I have to be active on Instagram or I have to put a YouTube video together or... But if you break this down into little micro goals and you force yourself to celebrate these little wins... Now, sometimes it really does help having another person, and no one can tell you what your micro goal should be. That's the thing. Because if something's ridiculously easy, and somebody else sees that and says, oh, that's not really a goal, that's something that anybody could do, well, find that out for yourself. Don't let somebody else tell you that. And these little wins, what's going to happen is, on a subconscious level, so a lot of times your mind is your own worst enemy because it keeps on... It keeps on recalculating things when it should have just taken the information it already had, done some work, and then sat down and recalculated things later on. You can be frozen where you are because your mind just keeps recalculating whether or not you're going in the right direction, whether or not this is worth your time, and all of that. And all that's thinking, and thinking is fine, but when thinking leads to inaction or indecision, eventually it just becomes where... You're letting everything go. So a can't-miss goal is something that you can absolutely positively accomplish. You have to decide what that's going to be. You have to celebrate it because what's going to happen to you is that on a subconscious level, if you keep putting some can't-miss goals together, you're going to begin to get a little... Not only are you going to stop going in the wrong direction, but momentum is going to build gradually. And see, willpower... When you just stop doing something and you grit your teeth and you try not to do what you're not supposed to do and to do what you're supposed to do, that only can last for so long. So maybe you put willpower into doing something in a business situation for 90 days, but at the end of that 90 days, you're exhausted. And for the next 90 days after that, you just go backward. You do nothing. And all of that momentum that you have is lost. Whereas if you build up momentum gradually. Uh, You know, I I heard this story and I just, I heard this about four years ago. I saw it online. It was on YouTube and I just, I looked for it earlier today, but I couldn't find it. It was a story about this incredibly overweight man and he only went out when he had to. I don't remember the details, but he may have been on disability, but he was in his room most of the day watching TV and getting more and more depressed and his family was trying to give him a little inspiration and he didn't have that. I think maybe he lived with a relative, I'm not sure. But anyway, what happened is one day he ended up on a forum of this weight loss coach. And all these people were on there talking about their weight loss and he got in a conversation with them, a long back and forth series of messages. He was talking about all of the things that had gone wrong in his life and about how these things led to depression and eating and all these things were happening. Now, right now I'm talking about weight loss, but we could be talking about anything. We could be talking about stuck in a dead-end job or unhappy with the direction that your life is heading in. So this coach volunteered to help this man free of charge. And the, the coach was on the video also, and he was talking about his conversation back and forth. So you heard the story from both sides. And the first step in his journey was to get out of his room, get changed, you know, comb his hair, <laughs> freshen up a bit, and walk to the end of his street and back again. 
And he could take as long as he needed. Now, you know, when you're really overweight, something as simple as walking to the end of the block can be a very big undertaking because you're carrying a lot of weight. It has an effect on your back and your neck and your knees and your ankles, everything. So he said, just take as long as you need to. And he did that. And when I heard his testimony, he was talking about when he got to the end of the block, he looked back and he thought, what if I can't make it back? You know, I'm laughing, but I'm not thinking about this particular individual. I'm just thinking about what goes on in, in a person's mind when they're trying to do something for the first time, get it right. And he said he just rested for a few moments and very slowly put one foot in front of the other. And he made it back and he said it was a huge accomplishment for him. Now, did he lose any weight going from his bedroom out the door to the end of the block and back? No, but that doing something that he hadn't done before, just taking a little bite of something different in his life, it provided him with that little spark, that little bit of hope that, yes, he can turn the corner. Yes, he can do things differently, even if they're small in the beginning. And that was the encouragement. That was the hope that he had been lacking for such a long, long time. And the story went on. And at the end of the video, it was really incredible. What happened was other people in the neighborhood began to see him walking and they started communicating with him and learning more about him because he was shut in the house for such a long time. He didn't have a lot of people, maybe one or two people in his family that he saw regularly, but that was about it. And so he got to know some of his neighbors and tell them what he was doing. And that encouraged his neighbors and some of them began walking with him. And I think over the course of the next six to eight months, probably over two dozen people that lived in that neighborhood began walking regularly and they made it a community effort. They wanted to get in better shape and they were all different ages. Some people were very old. Some people were younger in their 30s, some in between there. And it really was a positive story because eventually over several years, he went on to lose 300 pounds. But it all became possible because these small little accomplishments gave him the fuel that he had been lacking for so long, gave him the energy to even want to try to be better, to even want to try to do something that he hadn't done before in the past, something that he hadn't accomplished. Things like his diet, it didn't change overnight. It changed very, very gradually. His attitude didn't change overnight. It changed very, very gradually. Everything happened in these small, doable steps. And on the days he said that he just didn't feel good about what was happening, he would talk to people in the community. He talked to the, the person that was his coach, and he would give him that little extra boost. And, you know, some of you out there, maybe you need somebody that you can confide in from time to time that getting back to business, maybe your, the business growth isn't happening the way you'd hoped it would happen, or a product launch didn't go the way you thought, or you're no longer enjoying building an online business and, and get some feedback from other people. So I'm not saying that you have to let everyone know everything that you're doing and you have to do it in a big open forum type of setting. I'm just telling you, this is what the one person did and this is how it affected his life. But sometimes what people need, again, are these small doable steps. I call them micro goals because everyone knows what it's like to set a goal and miss it. And matter of fact, more often than not, people focus on the goals that they missed out on and they forget all about the ones they accomplished. And so it just creates this whole negative connection between yourself and 
you know, setting goals for the future in your mind anyway. And so we all know that the good habits, you know, you really do have good habits. You may have to think about them a little bit, but there are reasons why you're good at the things you're good at. And there were positive habits that you developed to help you get there. And so you can develop some more positive habits that will gradually change your life that won't require this incredible amount of willpower, but you just have to know that it does happen gradually, and that's okay, especially if you're enjoying the journey. That's the thing. So many of us hate the journey. All we can think about is where we are, where we want to be, and we might as well be walking through this chasm. I mean, it's just it's just not something we enjoy doing, and that's why so many people give up. So I believe that, yes, we're going into a new year. Yes, there are so many things that we could change for the better. I'm sure each and every one of us can make a list of things. But I encourage you to just start small this time. Start very small. You know where you're headed, and you know the general direction in getting there. So rather than set something that's so far out of your reach again, something that's going to require the kind of discipline that up until now you have not demonstrated, Let's go ahead and try setting some of these micro goals and feel free to contact me if this is something that you want to talk about. If you need an accountability partner, maybe I'll just refire one of my Facebook groups that I've kind of abandoned over the past few years and we can talk about some of these things and encourage one another. If that's something you guys are interested in, it's totally up to you. Anyway, I think that's about all for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you believe it will help a friend, please go ahead and share the episode link with them, or you can send them directly to jimgalliano.com forward slash podcast. Back episodes can be found there as well. So thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you later.